Welcome to my interview with Nikki. She suffers from PCOS and is down 83 pounds. She's absolutely crushing it. Um, I just want to make a note, you know, this video, uh, we had some connection issues. So if you see it cutting, um, I had to cut some of those spots out. Um, so you kind of notice that cutting, um, you know, when you're watching the video, but just want to let you know, enjoy. Well, perfect. I'm Jason Tizano. This is my podcast. I have Shanique. Yeah, is that how I say it? That is just <laughs> it's totally... Yeah, it's Shanika. It's Shanika. Yeah. Okay, Shanika. Yeah. Perfect. I'll probably butcher it like five more times. You can call me Nikki. You can call me Nikki, though. Nikki, Nikki works. Okay. Um, yeah, thank you for being on my podcast. You're uh, soaking up the sun down there in Houston. Right. We're here in Minnesota freezing. Uh, yeah, let's get, get into it. You've been crushing your weight loss. Um, so kind of why did you start uh, losing weight? Um, because I wasn't happy with myself. Um, I think a lot of times we gain weight. Like for me, I gained weight. It was a mental thing, like a protection um, for my own thing, because I wasn't that kid where you can say, oh, I was big all my life or something like that. No, it was a protection for me for, you know, childhood traumas and stuff. So it was kind of like, let me gain weight, then nobody can mess with me. So then when you heal your mental, it's kind of like, okay, now how do I get this weight off? I don't like this weight because it's not matching my mental now, you know? Gotcha. Well, that's why. Cool. Cool. That's interesting. I, I've never thought of it like that, but I can like totally see how, you know, I think childhood is like a huge uh, driver for kind of what we seek out when we're adults. Right, right. Um, interesting. So, uh, how much weight have you lost so far? I have lost eighty-three pounds. My high, my highest was two seventy-four. So I sit around one ninety-one um, right now. Awesome. Um, but yeah, and I'm still trying to lose and build muscle. So yeah. That's a lot of weight. So congratulations. You're, yeah, thank you. You still have a weight you're you're moving towards. Yeah, I actually want to go down, but um, I'm in this idea of I want to be between do some powerlifting. Oh, so okay, cool. I know if I get down to doing powerlifting, that my weight will fluctuate uh, as far as that goes. But you, your body transformation uh, still continue, but your weight might not be where you might think it's supposed to be. So I don't want to pay too much attention to the scale per se, because on top of that, the scale is like depressing when you have an idea in your head because you're not thinking about, Oh, I lift weights now. So my scale might go up and down. And then as a woman, we have, you know, physiological issues where it's constantly up and down, you know, and sometimes it gets discouraging for people because people focus so much on the scale, but I focus on um, the measurements. Okay. Like the like what type of measurements? Like like waist or Yeah, yeah, like my waist, my arms. I can see I've lost in those areas. Even when the scale doesn't move, I can still see that I've lost inches. I can feel it in my clothes and it works out when I measure. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I'm still kind of like forming formulating an opinion on the scale. Like yeah, I, I watched a video yesterday, the guy said he weighs himself every day. He's not like a fitness guy, but he, he weighs himself every day. It's just kind of a measure, you know, like if I see him gain a pound, then kind of dial it back. Yeah. So I, and I've heard like some people are addicted, you know, addicted to the scales to like 
oh, did I lose a pound? Did I lose half a pound? Or mm-hmm. Yeah, because it can fluctuate overnight. Because if you didn't drink like enough water one day, then the next day you might be up. You know, and so you really can't, I don't feel like you can depend on the scale. I think it depends on which kind of scale you have to, because the one that measures your um, your water weight versus your muscle and all that, then it might work better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So you're kind of, kind of, I think it's cool. You kind of less about weight, more about kind of like getting in the gym. I think a lot of women don't kind of see that maybe for us men you know like <laughs> men go in the gym pump iron but like it's such a huge weight like when you have more muscle mm-hmm. more calories and you know that's huge that you're kind of like wanting to do that no i'm not scared of the i'm not scared of the weight i feel like that's going to transform me into where i need to be um so that's why i don't pay too much to the scale because when i first started i did pay attention to the scale and i would get discouraged week after week if it didn't go down like i i I would set a number for myself like i'd be like oh i'm gonna lose five pounds this week or whatever like something ridiculous and then when i get on the scale the next week I didn't see it. And then I'll be like, well, what did I do? And then I think that cycles back to bad behavior of eating. Mm-hmm. It's a cyclic type thing, the cyclic type thing. And I don't want to be in that cycle. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think I, that is huge. Like the people who have lost weight and are successful, they, they don't like let those little discouragements or disappointments kind of like rule how you're going to act in the future. Right, right. So uh, when you kind of think about like your whole weight loss so mm-hmm. far, mm-hmm. how does it make you feel? It actually makes me feel good because I feel like I'm, it's like a, a book, you know, you, you kind of getting to a certain chapter of your life, you know, you got the beginning, the middle and the end. Yeah, and I feel like you're, you're moving towards the right direction. So I feel like I'm like in the middle of a chapter rewriting my story. Mm-hmm. Type thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you were, to give advice to someone who's kind of like thinking about losing weight or has tried in the past and failed, but maybe want to give another go, what would be like one or two pieces of advice that uh, you feel would kind of help them stick with it? I would say you have to stick with your mental first. I would say you have to get rid of whatever is, you know, in a way mentally, because if you're not ready mentally, it doesn't matter how much weight you lose, you'll go through a cycle of gaining it, losing it, gaining it, and losing it. And then another thing I would say is do it for yourself. Don't do it because somebody else said, oh, you need to lose weight, or, you know, boy, you got too big, girl, you got too big, (laughs) type thing. It's like, no, that's not going to work either, you know, because when I was in that phase and my mom would be like, Oh, you know, she'll be like, Nikki, you gained too much weight. You need to, like, not eat that cake. And I'll be like, so pass another piece. You know what I mean? Like, so it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like, you can't tell me. So I'm like, kind of like, you're going to keep eating because those people keep telling you. You know what I'm saying? You're like, yeah, okay, I'm just going to push the limit. So it's about healing your mental and doing it for yourself. Absolutely. So I love that. Not listening to what people say, you know, like I've heard some, I know someone, like his wife told him his teeth were too yellow. So he stopped smiling. And she's like, oh, like that is that sad? Like, but you know, you can see that with weight loss too. Like someone tries to lose weight, someone tells them you're not losing weight. Or you look 
fatter or something, and then you just kind of quit, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that's the mentality we have of people. I think people feel like we're supposed to fit into this box or whatever they feel that you're supposed to fit into it. And when you don't, they dis- you know, they kind of bully you. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's a bad behavior. Yeah, it's almost like a, a jealousy or like oh, yeah. this person's doing this, so I should, you know, put them down. And, and it's like the saddest thing because it's it's like your friends and family. Yeah. The closest to you that like are the ones who kind of can treat you the worst. Right. That's the truth. It's weird. It's weird. We like the foundation is so it's, we'll get into the mental more um towards the end. So I'll uh, okay. I'll ask you more about kind of like getting yourself into that space um so let's talk talk about like your food um so kind of like where were you maybe you know however long you want to talk about it like back to maybe like five ten years or whatever your kind of like thought process on food and how it kind of like evolved into where it is now yeah well you know when you go back um I would say about 10 years, my issue with food was more of um, emotional. I was, you got me now. Okay, so it's mainly like, my thing was I was an emotional eater. So I would eat like a whole tub of like Edie's ice cream, like or whatever. If I got like sad or upset, I would go towards foods that were not like, you know, um, what you were supposed to eat. Like you're not eating any greens. You're not eating anything to try to balance anything out. It's just you basically eating sugar. So basically that was my thing. So it was like, I could eat good for a couple of days and I'll be okay. I mean, because the other thing is too, I don't like people to think that you can't eat those things. That's not the issue. My issue was overeating those things, um, especially with mo- emotional eating. And that's like a huge cycle. Um, and plus I can say I was not a big, um, teenager or anything like that, but one of the other things is having an eating disorder and I was bulimic too. So you go through these whole cycles and people don't understand it. So I was bulimic at one time when I was a teenager. Is that where you like throw up? Yeah. Yeah. So I went from being bulimic to being an emotional eater to over you know basically overeating anytime and so it was like it couldn't correct itself it's either i was one end of the spectrum or the other end of the spectrum and so my site my uh my habits now um i don't emotional eat anymore of course um so now if i get into a point where i feel like i might want to get something that's like overwhelming um i'll just write or whatever. I find something to do. I write or I walk or do something to get my mind off of that or whatever at that moment. Um, but anyway, I never had a problem eating healthy anyway, I would call it. Um, I think everything is about moderation. I don't like, I don't like to tell people, oh, you can't eat, you know, chips or every now and then I feel like, no, your diet need to be at least 80 to 85 percent really healthy and then if you want something you can have it but you need to do the workouts too gotcha. that's a really good approach did you did you I, i've never been like an emotional eater i just love sweets so <laughs> you know it's like constant temptation but um when you kind of like do that did, did you kind of like did you one day realize you were more emotional and be like oh man this is how i am or was it kind of like you know, you i feel like i always 
I feel like I always knew I was an emotional eater, which was kind of weird for some people, but I feel I feel like I always knew because every time I would get upset, it was kind of like, okay, I need something. I'm stressed out and versus biting on my nails or <laughs> just doing something crazy. I found that eating became to the point of that was my comfort. No, that makes sense. I, I feel like there's people, there's like probably so many people out there that have that, that kind of similar thing. They, you know, I was eat weird. We kind of, I feel like people might lie to themselves, you know, and be like, you know, I'm not, eat, you know, mostly eating isn't like a, a bad thing. It's not like bulimia, you know, or it would be right. you know, like a, a disorder possibly, but mm -hmm. it's such a huge thing that just like, you know, adds so many calories and, and it makes it hard to keep your weight where it's at or, of course, decrease your weight. Correct. Cool. So um, when you, you know, so you kind of got rid of the emotional eating or you like got a handle on it. Um, you, did you did you kind of change what you were eating, like eating a little bit healthier and kind of like where did you kind of learn about, you know, how you could eat healthier? Um, well, and actually it all started seriously with, like I said, heal, and I'm going to talk about this a lot, but healing the mental, because I actually started going to therapy oh. and I had to get to the root of some of my issues because like I tell everybody, if you don't heal your issues, yeah, I, it's mental because I feel like if you don't heal the mental, then you'll be in a constant cycle. So I went and got therapy so I could deal with those past issues and traumas. And I think sometimes people don't want to deal with the past to get towards their future. Yeah. And they continue on a cycle and then they wonder why they can't do it. So sometimes these behaviors that we have are a constant reflection of something that happened in the past, whether you overwork out or you so strict on how you eat or how you don't eat, you know, because people get into these habits of like, you know, I got to work out six hours a day, you know, and sometimes it becomes one of those cycles where it was a problem from childhood and people don't even see that. Even if you're healthy, it's the fact that sometimes people overdo things. Um, because they're not dealing with the mental. So you can't really look at people and be like, oh, I want to look like them. I want to look like that because you don't really know what they're doing to get to that point. That's good. So you don't kind of like look at like other women or whatnot and, and be like, feel bad. No. Kind of, you feel like people feel bad when they see like someone who's really thin or, or who's ever like. Yeah, I do. I do. Especially especially as women, because I feel like society has a, a, a habit of placing um, so much on us. Like, if you don't, you know, if you don't look like this person or that person, you know, it's kind of like people have a movie star type image of women, right? So they feel like certain women are supposed to look like this all the time. You know, if people see, for instance, Kim Kardashian or somebody, people be like, oh, you're supposed to look like Kim Kardashian. I expect you to look like her or, you know, it's just like you're supposed to constantly look like these people and it gives a negative connotation of yourself. You start being like, well, okay, well, maybe I am ugly or maybe I am fat. I mean, maybe I need to lose weight. And then that turns into people being, you know, um, you know, not eating, you know, having eating disorders or any kind of thing because they hate themselves, you know? Absolutely. It's, I can get in on that too, that like, you know, comparing yourself to other people and 
it just it just makes you feel bad so i think that's huge like just you know kind of focusing on yourself right not right worrying trying not to it's not easy to like see you know other people or, or whatnot right and compare yourself right right i think it's okay to have like an idea like if you see somebody body you might be like oh well you know i like their shape and maybe like you know can i do weights to get to that shape kind of or similar i feel like that might be okay but to over like criticize yourself every time you don't get to that point or to constantly get that body type because that's not who you are are you really that person you know are they really happy you can't really go on that issue that whole deal yeah i think just trying to find out like what they did to kind of get there is the key rather than like think about it over and over and and, and make yourself feel bad so right so how did you um kind of learn about the different foods that you're eating um i found out about the different foods uh because i have one i have polycystic ovarian syndrome as well okay. um and that like fluctuate my hormones up and down up and down up and down but also because i had um you know um vsg surgery which is vertical sleeve gastrectomy because i it was hard for me to lose weight on my own after i, I damaged my body through bulimia and stuff like that and overeating and then the pcos so my hormones was like off whack so between going to a nutritionist my doctors um and stuff like that and reading on my own reading and just constantly educating myself because i wanted to change because a lot of times people don't understand when you want to change you have to educate yourself too to see what's going to work for you um so all those things those three things to me have been a big help as far as educating myself on what to eat and when to eat um you know and stuff like that i was just talking to a girl who has polycystic ovarian syndrome so i i kind of i know a little i never heard of it before but i know a little bit now that kind of like makes it you kind of gain weights and be infertile kind of like everything you don't want to happen happens right. <laughs> exactly have you had it for you know have you like had it for a while yes i've had it since i was 20 in my 20s um, but I found that mine kind of fluctuated up and down and increased. Um, the older I got, plus after having kids or whatever, um, because I was put on birth control all the time to try to regulate myself and all this stuff. And I feel like all those things mixed together kind of like messed my system up. So. So. Her, it was interesting she was diagnosed with pcos and then she that kind of like i think triggered her to kind of like start like losing weight and kind of try to fight some of those symptoms that can be you know super painful mm -hmm. um, yeah the insulin resistant and stuff like that that's the issue so losing weight helps with that so you did you kind of read like articles online or, or by like, like a book yeah, yeah. I actually read um, articles online, and then I would look at somebody who I I would see that they were doing something, or other people who had lost weight, and I would kind of see what their story was, and kind of listen to their story um, to kind of see the things that they did or whatever like that. But one of the things that I personally do too is um, what I found worked for me is is fasting. 
and I still I still eat carbs and stuff like that, but it's also the kind of carbs I eat. So I do have to pay attention to those um, and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I fast and then I have to kind of watch out about my carbs, which is okay. I can eat carbs. I think people have this negative connotation like, oh, I can't eat carbs to lose weight. You can. It's just what, how much you eat and do you overeat them and what kind of carbs you eat. Um, so I do pay attention to that, especially for people who have uh, polycystic because of the insulin resistance. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I was asking you real quick. So for fasting, do you do it like every day or like several times a week? No, I actually do it every day. Like now I probably won't eat to like 12. I usually eat between 12 and one. Okay. So do you, yeah. and then, so are you doing like 18 hours, 20 hours? Um, I end up doing like 16 and eight. 16 and eight. So you kind of eat, start eating at noon, stop eating around uh, was it eight o'clock yes six o'clock yeah it's around for me sometimes it's around eight it just depends because you know working in healthcare i work in healthcare too so i usually work third shift so like on the days that i work third shift which is like friday saturday and sunday i change up how i fast because my time is different yeah. so sometimes before i go to work i don't even eat until my first meal won't be till like six or seven okay. um and so I fast longer on those days just because the way my body, my cycle is with work. Um, and cause I want to make sure that I can eat at night. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I fast. So it's end up being 16 and eight. I usually do 16 and eight. And like I said, it works for me. So I basically end up eating like two meals most of the time. And sometimes I might just eat, even though I still have six, like the eight hours, window i still might just eat one big meal at one sitting and get in like 1200 to 1500 calories okay yeah so then i i love fasting i think it's like the most innovative thing in weight loss and some people don't like it but i i mean it's like how how easy is it right it's so simple you don't have to really think about it yeah, like, like i remember doing it as a kid for like 24 hours for, for something and I just hated it. I was like dying, you know, like oh, I'm so hungry. But <laughs> once I started at just the 16, 8, you know, you eat until 8 o'clock and, and then eat at noon. I don't, I don't feel like I'm ever hungry, really. Like, right. It's, it's just so easy and it kind of burns some fat and really chill. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> that, that's cool. So do you... Um, did you kind of when you were starting out with your with weight loss were you kind of reading like nutrition labels yes i did i did because um and one of the things i found out is about uh, i think the biggest thing with carbs i found out about the fiber so i will look for a lot of foods that have fiber so i can subtract the total so i'll know how much carbs i'm t actually getting versus not so that was like a new thing for me too because i didn't think about that you could subtract the fiber uh from the carbs and kind of give you a total balance of how many carbs you have technically the real deal of carbs um so it's just like little things that i have learned throughout but i did read the labels and then i always wanted to know like how many carbs how much protein is it really worth eating that that day um especially if i don't reach a certain calorie deficit or whatever or um if i don't want to go over or so mm -hmm. so 
Um, do, do you still, I know you're kind of, look, you looked at them at the beginning, you looked at the carbs, looked at the fiber. Now do you kind of like feel like you, you know, when, when did you start losing weight? Was it a year ago? Yes, it's been about, it's almost two years now. Almost two years, okay. That's awesome. So then when you kind of started, you're probably looking at more um, nutrition labels. Do you feel like you still look at them or is it kind of something that's like a little more automatic? I think a lot of it is a little bit more automatic um, because I really don't deviate from a lot of what I eat. So it's kind of like the same kind of things. I feel like I kind of got used to it. Okay. Yeah, that's perfect. Do you do like meal meal planning each week or is it kind of different things? No, sometimes I do meal planning for when I work. Okay. So I kind of have an idea. So I'm going to overeat at night mm-hmm. uh, because I got to work all night. So all right. So you're saying, um, so you, you work at night. So you, so you do meal prepping just for that to kind of like keep you from, from overeating. Correct. Correct. I think it's too, it's easy to like go out to eat too, you know, for like lunch, if you're at work. Right. So I think you could save a ton of money by, you know, not going out to eat every day and two, uh, just, you know, bringing your lunch. Um, I love how you're talking about overeating. I think that's a huge part of why, you know, people gain weight, uh, especially with men, because, you know, it, there's, there's, there's like a stereotype that men need to eat more than women, you know, like, uh, it makes no sense. Um, but I think, you know, portion size is huge. Yeah, portion size is huge. Do you kind of notice when you eat too much, you know, do you, do you feel like, bad or do you feel like you have like less energy or um i actually feel bloated um and i just feel like my stomach hurts like i feel like okay yeah you overate that's too much you don't need no more food (laughs) (laughs) that's interesting i was talking to a gal she got like bariatric surgery is your cert the vsg is that like something they put over your stomach and then and then you can it be removed no, mine. Yes, I can hear you now. Yeah, they cut a they cut a certain portion of my stomach, so it's like you cut like a little bit, and then you can have. So, in essence, after your stomach heals, you still can eat a certain amount, but it just tells you like what you can eat. Basically, it kind of gives you a map of what you should have been eating anyway, like not overeating. So it's not like I can't eat like what other people eat or whatever. It's just the fact of, I think I get fuller quicker. And if I overeat, I just feel even more bloated than I did when I didn't have the surgery. Okay. Yeah. Probably. Did you kind of like before you had the surgery, um, were you kind of trying to lose weight or like? Oh yeah. And almost definitely before the surgery, I had to lose 10 pounds. So um, I was already trying to lose weight, but to even lose those 10 pounds, literally, I had to go on a liquid diet. Oh, really? So you had to yeah. Lose weight down. Yeah, that's the only way I could get it. Yeah. <laughs> so because my hormones were so messed up, that was the only way I could like actually lose the weight was to be on the liquid diet that they put me on. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So is that surgery like did that kind of spark? these past two years of weight loss well before the surgery because when i had went through therapy i would say over the past 
three and a half, almost four years, I had been trying to lose weight. And I would like get to a certain point and I would just be stuck and I wouldn't move. And then that same year, the same weight that I lost, it'll come right back. Yeah, that was the gal who I talked to. She had bariatric surgery, and she, she kind of said she lost weight, but then it just kind of stopped, and she couldn't, couldn't do anything else. So that's, that's definitely tough to kind of get past those, like, bodily hurdles, but I'm glad you were able to do it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so did you did you ever, like, write down what you ate at the beginning? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. I did. I wrote down what I ate. Yeah, I wrote down what I ate for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I wrote down my snacks. Because on top of that, when you go for the bariatric surgery, you have to see your doctor um, every so often, and they want to know what you ate. So I kept a, a tracker. Okay, gotcha. Did uh, you feel like the, the surgery was like a, like a really um, worked out, or you're happy with it? Um, I'm happy with the surgery, but I don't feel like, I think a lot of people have this misconception that, oh, you had the surgery, you can lose weight, right? You lost weight, you're good. But it's people who done had the surgery and they, they have gained all their weight back. Uh, a lot of people didn't lose the weight because of the way they were eating, because they were still having bad behaviors of the way they were eating and overeating fast food and going out to eat. So I feel like it's a tool. Yeah. Like anything, it's a tool. It's not, yeah, it's not the end all of everything. Because if you don't still do what you need to do, then you're not going to lose weight anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And like, um, I was say, it's interesting. She kind of, the guy I talked to, she said they would blow up your stomach and they see if it like stays blown up or if it like comes back down and they can kind of tell if you're overeating so I, I you know i assume if you like, i used to like eat you know so you feel full like you know oh it feels so great right i'm so full that was a great meal it was so good but now after you kind of focus on it and like don't stretch your stomach when you do stretch your stomach like oh god like yeah i'm god. sick <laughs> well yeah i think that's huge it's it's huge to get like get you know people to realize like you don't need to overeat and you'll feel a lot better like when you look at thanksgiving you know and you eat so much food you just fall asleep <laughs> and people wonder like why why do i get groggy at work in the afternoon well because you overate and it's like it's, a, I don't know, it's fascinating but nobody like understand knows this information because it's not it's not really taught like unless no it's not it's not so with food, we'll, we'll kind of wrap up soon. You know, you feel like your relationship with food has kind of changed or evolved. And yeah, most definitely because I have people. Sometimes it's kind of funny because I have people who I work with, and um, they are not even overweight. Yeah. But it's so funny because you have all these fad diets and things that's going on or whatever. And I hear them saying, oh, I told my husband or, you know, I told myself that I need to lose weight. I'm too big. And I'm looking at them like, um, where do you get this? Like, where do you get that from? And then they're like, oh, I'm going to have to cut back on carbs. I'm going to have to go strict. I can't eat nothing. Yeah. People don't understand when you do that your body craves stuff even more because you deprived it. Yeah. 
So I always say, don't, don't do that. I think my relationship with food is one of those things where I don't feel bad. You know, if, if I say, Oh, I wanted chips today. Okay. Well I can. Okay. And if I have a chips, like, okay, what can I take away not to eat? Because this had this many calories. Balance it out. Yeah. yeah it's I, not- I think, yeah, that's huge. A lot of people don't do that. Like even take cheesecake or, or whatever and maybe exercise more or, Yeah, they don't think about that. So they want to deprive themselves and take away foods. And I'm just like, well, you need to just balance it out, you know, Um, and just maybe like if you had a calorie, you know, 1500 and you know that that was 500 calories. Well, listen, you you only got a, you know, you only got a thousand more, but maybe eat, try to eat like nine, you know, in in verses to kind of balance it out. So are you? You eat about two meals a day with the fasting, and then mm-hmm. you eat about like a thousand or, or 1200 calories. Yeah, I'm between, I end up being, because of the VHG too, I end up being, I try to aim for the 1200 and not be under the thousand, but I'm usually either at a, at a thousand or 1200. Sometimes it just depends. I have been at 15, but that's like pushing it. Do you, do you notice, like, I feel like people want to know, like, exactly what you eat. But, like, do you notice you can eat most things as long as you're within the twelve to 1,500? I do. But I have, I've noticed that, you know, like I said, if you eat, if I eat certain things, I, I bloat more. Um, so I have to pay attention. But I also crave weird things that people probably would think about. I mean, like, now in my refrigerator, when I went shopping yesterday, I wanted celery so bad. I love celery. Okay. I just eat it. I just like, <laughs> yeah. And plus, it's, it's no calories, really. And, it, you know, and it's almost like, you know, if I want some chips, you know what? I can just get me a celery and just chop on it because it's just a crunch. The crunch feeling. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just curious if you have like a couple um, like types of food that kind of bloat you. Um, if I over it, like when I eat, a, if I eat a sandwich or something, it depends on the bread that I find it. I'm bloated. If I go to a restaurant and I go out to eat, like at a fast food place or whatever, I'm bloated. And sometimes I'm sick where I won't eat anymore. Um, you know per day i just be like nope can't eat because i don't feel good um so that's what i kind of find um i haven't really found vegetables but anything kind of more higher in sugar bloats me anything that is not completely whole wheat bloats me and eating out too much at like if you eat like you know something from fast food that bloats me gotcha gotcha that's good to know um, so then, do you drink like mostly water? Or- oh, most definitely. I have. That's the one thing that has changed because I usually would have like two pops a day. Maybe. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so I used to have like at least. Yeah, I used to have a couple pops a day, at least two, um, and sometimes it could be three. I just like chug them. A can of pop or like a bottle. No, it was a can. It was like, but by the time you add up, it still end up being like a liter sometimes by the time you think about the can. Yeah. Do do you find them now, like, if you ever drink a pop, is it like really sweet or do you kind of, yeah, I don't even want this? 
Yeah, and that's the thing. I had I did have one yesterday and I didn't complete it. Like I don't completely drink it. It's just sometimes with my balance, I always tell people to women issues and stuff like that. It's like you have certain cravings during the month. And so sometimes I kind of go with my cravings. I don't like to deprive myself completely because I feel like I don't I think the scariest thing for me is saying, okay, deprive yourself and then overeat. I don't want to do that. Yeah, so yeah, kind of more honest in reality. Yeah, I have to really live in reality and I have to be like, okay, I'm not going to do that because then if I deprive myself, then okay, instead of having two of something, I might have three of something. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that's, that's kind of, you kind of know yourself. Yeah. Yeah. In that sense. Yeah, I think that's huge. The people who are, that I've talked to are successful, they're so like honest and like, radically honest <laughs> right and that's the thing i think that's why you can't compare yourself to other people because i think people sometimes are not honest about what they are doing you just think oh okay i'm gonna do what they're doing but a lot of times you know like some of these stars they have like chefs who can cook for them or you don't have a chef <laughs> yeah. me neither <laughs> we have to be our own chefs it's such a pain to the ass Exactly. <laughs> cool. Let's uh, let's let's talk about like activity. Um, did you? So when you were kind of, I'm sure after you had the surgery, it was a little tough. Kind of, I think out said it was like kind of painful and whatnot. But did you kind of start working out then, or is it kind of like evolved uh, as you've been going? Um, it actually has, I would say evolved, but before I had the surgery, I was working out. I always worked out. Like there has never been an issue. I feel like it was just the levels of how I worked out that has changed, like my, my increase. Um, so I, when I first had the surgery out, all I could do is basically walk kind of thing. I couldn't start with weights or none of that stuff right away. I had to wait. So that kind of evolved. So weights is a big thing for me. I love weights. And um, so I do a lot of HIIT training. It's like the high intensity. Right, right. And that works better for me. So I won't, for one, so I won't get bored. <laughs> so you do, like, you do like, kind of explain the high intensity training. So the high intensity training, like you will do like, two minutes really fast then you'll do you know a, a medium level and two minutes really fast so 30 minutes of like high intensity going really fast going really medium to like, slow. like weightlifting or like cardio when you're doing cardio. the cardio the cardio like, are you on a treadmill and you go like 10 miles per hour fast and then go down to like six Is that right 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 and exactly exactly but then also i'll try to lift heavy lifting heavy um versus not lifting and i think i think with women i think they scared of weights um because they don't want to bulk right but i find it you know the more weight i have as far as muscle weight then i can get more of the weight off because i'm burning more calories yeah and then when you just have more muscle it just burns more calories too yeah yeah and that's my goal that's cool so do you so you work out for like a half hour, an hour? To forty five minutes. Forty five minutes. Yeah. You go to like a gym? 
I do go to a gym, but if I don't go to a gym, I'll do something around the house because I have uh, bands. Oh, yeah. um, so I have bands and I have a stepper here at my house. Um, I have, uh, so sometimes I do stepping with the stepper. So I'll do that and I'll watch a video and do it if I can't get to the gym. Or I'll walk around the neighborhood with my dog and my kids or whatever. Advice, any advice to like someone who, or a girl who, uh, you know, doesn't work out, but might want to? I would say start slow. Like, don't push yourself to the point where you like, oh, I didn't work out, you know, as far as because sometimes you have a goal. I find that a lot of us have goals and we'll be like, okay, I'm going to gym four times a week, right? right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. As I was saying, like, we want everything fast. Um, so it's like a microwave. So it's kind of like if you don't see the results like quickly, you just give up and be like, because even when I had VSG surgery, it wasn't a quick, it wasn't a quick like weight loss. Yeah. It took basically a year to even get to still a certain point, which is almost like the typical time for like if you just regularly lost it on your own. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's just no shortcuts. Like with anything, if you want money, there's no shortcut. Like, gotta work. If you want help. You gotta, you know, I actually don't think it's hard to become healthy, but I think weight loss, it's, it's hard. I mean, compared to the normal things and, and what we're taught. Yeah. And, and like I've heard you say on your podcast on one of them, I think, uh, uh, I can't remember which one exactly, but we were talking about like kind of stigmas of society and how they kind of like place things on you. So you, you, you you think you're supposed to do this and to get the weight off or you need to do this to get the weight off and you shouldn't be so focused on those things uh like you just you should be able to eat what you want but like everything is in moderation yeah 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 that's, i i think that's huge and you know and it's, it's hard because like you know you, you can think of like for a guy i know it's like much harder on women kind of like stigma and whatnot but like I just think of like a grandma like telling her young, like grandson, hey grandson, you know, eat up, you know, eat up, you gotta eat a ton because you're a boy. Like Yeah, you right. It's like yeah. that's not true. Like men don't need to eat more than women. You know, it's 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 just like I don't know. It's all sort of backwards a little bit in a sense. Yeah, it is. It was like, and then it, it gave you a connotation like growing up, it was like, you better eat all your food if you want your dessert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I feel bad because I mean, that kid's like going to stuff his face. Mm -hmm. whole, right. And he's going to be just, just think like, oh, this is just normal. And right. <laughs> it's really not. It's not. Um, so when you, you go work out, is it like four or five days a week? Yes. Cool. Yes. And then you work out for 45 minutes. So you probably burn like, what, 500, 500 ish calories maybe? Usually when I look at the, like if I'm on a treadmill, it's 500. But a lot of times I don't know because if I'm going to, because I'll do the hip, hit but i'll do weights before hit because the expenditures and the glucagon and see i know all this stuff too so it's a whole different thing and it's about like lifting weights and making sure you do that because you don't want to do cardio before you do weights and a lot of people don't understand that because the way it burns and you know um so you don't want it to burn up your sugars like on a whole level why are you lifting weights because then you'll be weak and then you'll hurt yourself gotcha. so you should do cardio second 
Correct. First. Right. Gotcha, gotcha. Cool. That's really cool. You know that you're like <laughs> becoming a. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's cool. So, um, yeah, that uh, that's some like really good advice um, for activity. I, I think start slow is the biggest thing. I see. I think like you know when people go to the gym, right? You got guys that are just jacked. You got like me and, and like. You know, if I'm comparing myself to the Jack guy, I'm, I'm a weakling and I should probably just quit. Right, and that's what people do. <laughs> <laughs> but like we all we all start at zero, like either it's with business or with working out. And, you, and the biggest thing is to like, yeah, not compare yourself to that guy. Realize, you know, you use that at the exact same point you were mm -hmm. three or four or five years. I think you can do a lot with, you know, weightlifting and like, if you do it consistently for six months, I think you can make a big difference. And if it's a year or two or three, then, you know, huge difference. Right, right. Cool. So let, let's talk about uh, kind of last, the last section, mentality. And, uh, you know, I, I think this, like like I'm guessing you think, is, is super important. Um, so how, was your kind of thinking, you know, maybe before you were losing weight, after did you kind of notice a shift in your kind of thought process there yeah and that's what I was like for me like again I would tell anybody therapy is like really huge so you can focus on those issues um I think because the biggest thing for me is focusing on issues and not being in a pattern of cycles and I just didn't want to continue that um because I feel like if I didn't heal the mental then it was going to be easier for me to constantly gain the weight back yeah. um and self-love is like a huge big issue you know like self-love is needed in order for you to lose the weight you have to do it and that's why i always say my biggest thing i'll tell anybody is always do it for yourself because if you're doing it for somebody else or if you're doing it you know you know, your why is not big your why is not big enough and it's for somebody else then those people might disappoint you you know and then you might gain all the weight back that you yeah, lost you, yeah you have no idea what they're thinking like yeah we all try to please everybody but we have no idea you know if we even know we please them right all right um, okay. yeah so I, I think uh kind of yeah kind of like looking back I, I feel like I, I could, like looking back on my life, of course, there's like things I did that were like cringy or whatever. But I do think I've kind of like gotten over, you know, kind of what you're saying, like talk to a therapist, you know, or do it on your own. I, I actually made, I don't know if you saw the on my website, like different videos to kind of help someone kind of generate that type of like weight loss mentality. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's huge. I, I think everybody should have a therapist. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I, yeah, just kind of like piggybacking off of what you said about, you know, having a therapist kind of taking care of things. Um, I don't know if you saw on the, my website, I kind of made videos on like a, a, the weight loss mentality. I feel like, um, you know, like not being too judgmental, not, you know, being positive. Um, yeah. Yeah. I didn't see that. Thinking about your life, you know, and kind of you know, taking care of it. I think a therapist is really big because it's, you know, someone you can talk to, you can share things. They aren't going to act all shocked or judgmental. <laughs> right. That's a huge win. Yeah. And I, 
I think, yeah, it's just good to like, you know, talk and kind of like get stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like. Yeah, I feel like that helps with people not feeling like, well, what's wrong with me? Why can't I just do this whole issue? And like I say, everybody doesn't have to go to a therapist, but I feel like if you can help yourself mentally with anything, that's a big issue to get to the other level that you want to, that you're seeking to get to. You can't get to, I don't feel like you can completely get to the other level Mm -hmm. um, if you don't heal that part. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, because it all just kind of suck you back in. Right, right. To to kind of like progress. Um, as far as like losing weight goes, so you do you um do you kind of did you kind of like change like who you listen to? You know, like do you used to listen to others. Now you're just kind of like you know fuck them. I'm doing my own thing. Or yeah, I think my issue was uh, I always was kind of like fuck that I'm doing my own thing. <laughs> so that that was never the issue anyway. Even when my mom would be like, "Okay, you need to lose weight," I'd be like, "So pass me the other piece of cake. I don't care." So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm gonna eat it. So yeah, it, it never was about listening to somebody else. I think the biggest part of it was listening to me and trusting me. Yeah, kind of. You said really like doing it for you. You know, it's really it's just you versus you. I feel like you know. Do I want to go to the gym? Yeah. Me. If I don't, I just you know sit at home and lazy. If I you know conquer it, conquer myself, uh, then you can go to the gym or do your workout or, or whatnot. And that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, it's it's you versus you. Yeah. And it's kind of lonely. It's a little bit lonely. I think like initially right like it's kind of lonely because you think like you know oh i've got my friends my family they'll help me through this or they'll help me with this right everybody wants like a gym buddy right like oh gym buddy are gonna go work out like and then eventually it you know falls off after like a week yeah exactly because the thing too is other people have this whole idea of like oh, you need to lose weight. This is what you should eat. You know, this is what you should do. And I don't want people constantly in my ear telling me what I should do or what's going to work for me because one thing people don't understand is everybody's body is different. So what might work for you might not work for me. Yeah, absolutely. That's how I totally view view kind of weight loss, right? I feel like they're habits, like fasting, Mm -hmm. right? You can do fasting Mm -hmm. and then kind of explore the food on your own. I mean, you can't. Like people try like keto, you know, my dad did keto for like a week. <laughs> like you can't live it yourself to like nuts and, you know. <laughs> I, I'm trying to like, yeah, break that stigma. Like there's no, you know, you don't have to meal prep. You don't have to, you know, you can eat food. You can eat meat. You can eat you know, 1200 calories, right? And, right, right. And, you know, you can lose weight. I mean, you, you, lose weight. you probably lose, like, you've lost eight, four pounds. Is that about like one, like one pound a week? What do you say? Pretty much, pretty much one to two, one to two. And most people would be like, that's not fast enough, right? Like, right. you want to like get there so they can be done. Like, it's not, I mean, do you picture yourself ever just like stopping everything you're doing? Or is it kind of like more like a lifestyle? No, I, I don't know if people ever want to admit this. 
Um, I, but I will. I don't want to. I don't want to go back to being. I mean, it's no, it's no pawn on anybody who's heavy or whatever like that. But for me, I don't want to go back to just like being fat. Like, <laughs> it's just kind of one of these things where it's kind of like. And that's my own personal thing, because I feel like when I was at that place where I had that weight or whatever, it was a constant protection, but not to mention, it was like, I didn't feel good. I didn't feel good. I felt drained. I felt extra tired. Um, and, and when I looked through pictures, I did not look like myself. If I compare myself from when I was... Uh, yeah. So if you compare, you're saying like you compare yourself to photos? Yeah, I looked at like a whole different person. Like when I had gained all the weight, it it was like almost unrecognizable. Like when you like, you know, if you even when you look at my weight loss journey on my Instagram, it's like, who is that person? Like it's almost like it, it was almost a lot it was like I lost myself mentally and I lost myself physically. Yeah. And I think for me, those two things was the scariest thing. You know, losing yourself uh, mentally and physically is kind of like you just like pushing yourself to the edge of no return. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you don't listen to others. That, that's a huge thing, I think, with kind of the mental. Do you have, you know, like a short term or, or long term mindset or, or goals? Um, my short term, I would say is just to, um, I actually don't say I want to have a short term. I want to say it's long, more long. Both of them are just basic. My thoughts are really long term. It's like I said, I want to build muscle and I want to just stay healthy. I don't want to go back the opposite way, you know? So I think that's my biggest thing is trying to remain a steady pace, Mm -hmm. not beat myself up for little mistakes along the way. But continue to stay healthy and gain like gain muscle and stuff like what I want to do and try to focus on those goals. Kind of have like a, like I said, I want to do you know weightlifting um, for women. So I think let's have a goal for yourself and set it and try to stick to it. But if you don't completely stick to it, it's okay. Yeah, it's not like you're you're not gonna like say, oh, I'm a bad person. I'm terrible at. Right. Oh, you're still there. Yeah. That's that's good. I think self the self talk is huge. Just to kind of like, you know, our our self talk can go so, so negative so quickly. Yeah. And yeah. Understanding that and being on top of that. Um. So. Did you do you have times where you wanted to like quit? Oh yeah, all the time. Because I felt like I like like I said, it's that fast mentality in the world, you know. It's kind of like, you know, and that was the whole thing where I had to stop looking at other people because I kept feeling like, well, they lost this weight, or especially people who had the same thing I had, like they had the surgery. I'm like, Well, how did they lose weight so quickly? It's crazy. You know, so it was like irritating. It became like irritating, like, well, that's just not right. You know, they kind of got to this point quicker than me. Like, how did they do it? And we all say we do the same bad or, or something. Yeah, but then I look at you have to think about genetics, you have to think about age, you have to think about, you know, what was going on with those people before, like were they really, really active people anyway, or you know, were they athletes before and all this other stuff. So it's so many components to that that we don't think about all that. 
Oh, absolutely. That's such a great point. Like, yeah. And so many people give up <laughs> because they're not, you know, sticking with whoever who was a professional athlete and lost. Right. Yeah. Quickly. Yeah. That, that's really good to think about. Um, let me see a couple, a couple of cool things you learned about yourself over kind of this process. Um, like I said, I, I actually was like shocked at how much I look different. I didn't know. And it was so funny because my kids was like, mom, one of the funniest things I find is my kids was like, mom, you didn't look that big to us. So I know. Yeah. So it's funny because that's unconditional love. Like when you don't look at people, you like, they not big, you know? And if somebody would say something about me about being big, they'd be like, no, my mom's not. Please don't talk about her or whatever like that. So they've never seen it. So now it's funny because we'll look through pictures now and they'll see me now. And, and they're like, mom, can you believe that? Like you look like a whole different person. So I think that's one cool thing because I think as a parent, it's kind of funny that my kids are like, no, you look totally different mom. But um, that was, that was funny. But me liking to lift weights as much as I do. And I hate cardio. Uh, I really hate cardio. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hate it. I get bored. Um, <laughs> I, I played soccer growing up. So I, I didn't mind, I didn't mind running, but I like to, you know, run to a ball. Yeah, yeah. I think cardio is more boring. That's just one of the fun facts. I like. I was like, okay. I never thought that I would be into weights like I am into weights because, like I said, I really look. I look at other powerlifter women and stuff, and I really want to do it. So it's kind of like. I, I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah, it's just cool. But then um, you're really tan. You're gonna have to get a big spray tan. <laughs> I think it's funny that all the people that's like they all like get way tan. Like, why is everybody so tan? <laughs> yeah, I know, but you know what? I know I read that too, and I was like, for one, I was like, I'm dark skin already. Well, like, I need to get a. <laughs> no, you're gonna have to get a tan. Yeah, it's like you still have to get a tan. They won't yeah. let you in unless you're like dripping tan. <laughs> And it's because they say because it makes your muscles pop. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I had to understand that too. I was like, why does everybody need a tan? That's so fake. I don't know. If you saw me just like with my hair color, like just it looks so weird. I would just feel weird. Like I'd get all this weight to lift weights and I have to get a gross tan. <laughs> Especially with your red hair, right? You got <laughs> I have to get my, my, my hair tan too. I, I <laughs> <got> <laughs> All right. So uh, what's your like definition of health? Um, my definition of health is you're feeling good internally about what you're doing. Um, mentally, what you're doing is, you know, healthy. I don't feel like um, going by other people's definition of health is good for you. Mm -hmm. I feel like if your lab work and your things are good, even if you're not at a certain weight where people feel like you should be, like other people feel like you should be, yeah. I feel like as long as you feel good about yourself, your doctors feel good about yourself, you know, that you're doing good, then it no, nothing else really matters. But the main thing like I always say is the self-love and self-preservation of yourself. That's the health. Yeah. Did yeah. You, did you kind of start out losing weight, like to look better? 
or or another reason that kind of found like oh i feel so much better like now i'm just kind of doing this to like feel good yeah it's not, like i say and this is a constant thing for me but it started off mental first and i felt like once i helped healed my mental i felt like my outside didn't look the same as i feel in the inside and i felt so like tired and drained and so it became an issue where i was like no i can't do this i can't i feel like I'm not the person I am and I feel tired and I feel sick and I feel like I don't look like myself and I didn't see myself as I see myself. Like, I feel like when you look in the mirror, you see yourself one way and then, you know, you focus on that and it's kind of like, I didn't see myself as who I was or who I had become. And I didn't like it. I think that's huge. Like for anybody that wants to lose weight, they kind of, you know, you're I can tell you like are loving life because of the mental there's people who are probably losing weight faster than you but they're like not actually happy you know and, no. and, and so that's like I feel like a lot of people think like if I lose weight my life will be so you know great but mm-hmm. it, I don't think it really can I mean of course it's nice to look in the mirror and you kind of like see yourself better but I don't think mental will, I don't think weight loss will kind of take over the uh, the mental issues that you have. No, because we see people who are small and, and considered beautiful all the time. And when they have interviews or talk to people, they always say, I hate myself. I didn't like myself or whatever. And you're like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, like models or yeah. 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 And- I think it's huge to kind of like, nobody's taught though, really like how to take care of that mental. No, no. I feel like I kind of figured it out. And I, that's why I shared it on my website just for free because I, I want everybody to kind of like, you know, be able to do that. Cause you know, if you're depressed or, or whatnot, it, it sucks so much. Yeah, it's definitely. Well, cool. Well, this was, this was awesome. I really appreciate you coming on is there any like idea or, or thought you feel like we didn't cover no i feel like we cover everything but like i would tell anybody like i said it's always heal the mental start off slow and love yourself That's awesome perfect heal the mental start off slow and what then uh make sure you love yourself love yourself mm-hmm. perfect that is awesome advice where can people follow you or get in touch um, they can follow me at, um, at Elevated to Live on Instagram, which my Elevated is not spelled correctly as the Elevated. And the reason why is I like to always tell people this story is because I'm different and I didn't want to be the same. And I feel like sometimes we have to elevate ourselves to a level of like self-love and self-care. So I don't want to be the same. I want to be different. So that's why I spell like awesome. I feel like, yeah, like, it's, like, so funny how, you know, as a kid, all you want to do is, like, fit in. Right. Now I'm, like, you know, all I want to do is, you know, be unique, right? Right. I don't care. Like, be outside the box type things. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. I will have all that linked in below. This is great. And uh, we'll wrap it up. I'll do my sin. Hey, I want to say thank you to Nikki for coming on. She's got a fantastic story. Um, I hope you learned a lot from her. Uh, Be sure to subscribe to my channel and follow Nikki.
We'll see you in the next one.